Hallelujah. Well, let's jump right in this thing. Romans 8, 28. Man, this is just one of those great promises that everybody stands on. When we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. And whom he predestined, he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. This is what we know, that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. This is what we know. This is what we know. You know what will you know help us? Is if we start acting like we know what we know. Start living like you know what we know. And, and, and the first point that I want you to see here is that it's what we know. What we know. You know, quite often, a lot of times, you, you know, we start living isolated. We're in a crowd, but we're all by ourselves. You know, it, it, you know sometimes when, when they say, hey, let's do a section connection, you ought to go farther than four feet from your chair. It would be good for you, you know, to break that boundary line, to, to, to connect with somebody. Let, let me tell you the one thing you are not going to do if you're going to live God life. You're not going to live it alone. Fifty-seven times in the New Testament, one another. Love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. You can't do God life without another. See, and if the enemy, if the enemy can isolate you, if he can separate you, if he can get you to, if he can get you to, uh, you know, to just, uh, well, well, you know, I see people. No, that's not seeing people. That's not it. It's, it's doing life with people. In Philippians 2, he said, man, if you've gotten anything at all out of this fellowship of the faith, do me a favor. Love one another. Agree with each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Well, I don't like them. <laughs> they don't really like you either, but do it anyways. Right? Get, get over yourself and just, just realize that, you know what? Uh, there, there's a collective wisdom that I need to tap into. We know this. You need somebody. There are, there are going to come times when you need somebody who's standing right close to you. They can say, hey, don't, don't worry about it. All things are working together for your good. You need to be reminded of things you know. And you need to have the ability to speak into the life of somebody else. You know, and, and, and you know, Maxwell coined the, uh, the phrase that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and you know, and everybody cares differently. You know, people care, and they don't always care. It don't look like you when you care. Remember, G, remember Jesus in the bottom of the boat asleep, and when they woke him up, what they ask him? Don't you care? That's a dumb question to ask somebody who's on their way to give their life for you. Of course he cares, but his care just didn't look like theirs. You got to let people care for you. I said, you got to let people care for you. Well, you know, uh, uh, you, you're different. Yeah, I've had uh, people tell me this my entire life. You're different. You know, uh, you know, we were kind of thinking, you know, warm, fuzzy stuff. Wrong guy. But I'll die for you. We go into battle. Trust me. Man, you, you, if you get me on your team, I don't care who's, who we're up against. Because I already know we can't lose. I'm an all-in guy. But you got you to let, let people care for you. And you really don't want them trying out a new care. You want them doing the one they know. <laughs> and, and in order to get that out of them, you, you got you to connect. Man, they know some stuff. You, you need to know right when you need to know it. You know, uh, Philippians 4, when he said, I have strength for all things. I am ready for it equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. You know, that, that, that strength we have for all things isn't just all wrapped up inside of you. It's in the people that God's put around you. Man, I tell you, my greatest strength isn't mine. My greatest strength is in the people that God's brought into my life. 
And, and, and man, man, I tell you what, there's, there are times, I wish I could just tell you that, that I got this. But when I say I got this, I know that I am not alone. Right? Because when I say I got this, I know we got this. Don't live isolated. Man, I, I can just feel this today. Somebody, somebody you, you're sitting there arguing with me. I don't need you people. If you didn't, God wouldn't have led you here. And if God didn't lead you here, why are you so stubborn always doing your own thing? Man, uh, here's the deal. We know that God's going to use all things. Don't leave some things out. You know, don't, don't, don't leave out ingredients. If you start leaving ingredients out, you're not going to get the result that you're hoping for. There, there, there's an end result that you need, and, so, and, and all the ingredients are needed. And, and, and we know this because of, uh, of what the other verses said, because he foreknew us. He loved us, right? He, 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 foreknew, he knew beforehand how much he loved us. Before, before we ever made a mistake, he knew we were going to. You know, last week we were talking, uh, you know, to the risers about the, uh, about the baby that's coming, you know, and do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Remember last, last Sunday morning she said, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> well, next week it might be a Thursday. But now we know, now we know it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. Right? But if it was a boy, they're still going to love him. It's a girl. Yay, we love it more. Well, what if it had been a boy? We love him more. Is he going to be obedient? Is he going to be rebellious? We just love him. Is he going to be fast? Is he going to be slow? We just love him. Is he going to be compliant? We just love him. And that's how God was looking at you. He just loves you. Man, he, he already knows that you're going to have challenges, and he's going to use every one of them to develop character in you because he foreknew you. Now he predestined you. He gave you, he predetermined your destination, and that's not a place. It's a person that you'd be formed, conformed into the image of his son, that, that wherever you are, that you'd have the ability to tap into the character that pulled Jesus through everything he went through. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he even gave that to you. You've got that on the inside of you. He, 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 he wired you to win. He gave you an insane advantage. Oh, check this out. You have this insane advantage. And, and a lot of times we're, 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 we, we end up in fear. What if I fail? What if you succeed? And the only way to fail is to quit. So don't cave in, give up, and quit. Just keep pressing on. Just, be, just be, get some confidence. Hebrews says, you know, don't throw away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. All you need is patience, and when you're done with the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. So, you know, you just got to know this, man. We know this, that, that, that he, he, he foreknew us, he predestined us, and, and then he called us. And, and in order for us to see all things working together for good, all we got to do is love God and live called. Man, you just got to love God and live called. Love God, live called. Man, and, and, and i got to tell you something. It's, uh, well, the loving God thing, that's going to be the, the, the most simple part. And I don't want to say easy because it's not easy, but it's simple. Uh, the, 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 the more difficult part is living called, but that's even simple. See, loving God, if you want to love God more, all you got to do is seek God more. Because, you know, the more, the more you know about God, the more you're going to love him. The, the, the more real you get with God, the more you're going to fall in love with God. 
Because you're going to begin to understand, even, even some of the belief systems that you've had uh, uh, up until he brings revelation, you know, you end up finding out, I was, I was born and raised in church, where I spent my entire life in church, and, and, and I didn't realize how much God loved me till later in life when I started getting real revelation about God through the Word of God. Then, you know, for a long time, I thought that any given moment, God might just strike me dead because I'm sitting over here, don't want anybody to know it, but I'm actually chewing gum in church. <laughs> Sinner. You know, and I had all kinds of weird stuff, you know, going on in, in my head. And, and, and I can guarantee you that some of you guys, you have some thoughts about God. They're not true. But the reality is, is that the more, the more you know him, man, the more you're going to love him. Matter of fact, Jeremiah 29 in the message, check out what it says. It says that uh, when you come looking for me, you're going to find me. How many know when you start seeking God, he ain't hiding from you. He's going to be, he, and when you, you ain't got to go far to be seeking God, man. Just start looking right where you are. And you're going to find him. And he said, when you get serious about finding me, when you want it more than anything, when you get serious and you want it more than anything else, look at this next verse. He said, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Oh, my God. You know, uh, you know uh, disappointed. Dis is the prefix that means to push or press out of. And, 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 and your appointment, that's, that's where your power's at. That's where the anointing's at. That's where fulfillment's at. That's where uh, life abundant is at. And, and because you've been appointed by God to, to have and enjoy life in abundance through the top till it overflows. That's what, in your appointment. And he said, you know what happens? What happens is the enemy tries to use life to push or press you out of your appointment so that you don't have that power, so you don't know that life, so you don't have joy unspeakable filled with glory. So you don't, you know, you got more worry than you have peace, but God life is more peace than chaos. See, well, where's that at? Where's the more life than death? Where's the more joy than sorrow? Where's the more hope than despair? Where's the more provision than lack? Where's the more health than sickness? It's in your appointment. And if the enemy can disappoint you, he can push you out of your appointment. And see, too many believers are walking around living disappointed and then making excuses for it. Like, well, I guess that's not really what it meant. No, that's just not really what you're living. And you, need to, you, need to, you, just, need, you just need to go after him. He said, you need to go after him. When you get serious, you know, here's a little test for you. I double-dog dare you. Go to a couple of coworkers or family member or, 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 or a friend and tell them, just write down the top three things in, in my life that you, that, that you see, where, what am I most serious about? And a lot of us would find out that God ain't even on the list. I'm just waiting for that to, you know. Because, you know, we're serious about a lot of stuff. Barbecue. I'm going to tell you what, man, I know some guys who are serious about this barbecue thing. I mean, serious. You know who you are. And we love you for it. But if barbecue beats out God, maybe that's an indicator of why everything ain't always working together for your good. Just saying, you know, if, if I get more serious about Harleys than I am about my heavenly father, I want him to take my Harley. 
when you get serious about fighting it. It's not easy. You're seeking God first. His way of doing, his way of being right. He said, then I'll, I'll add all that other stuff, but for, seek me first. See, see, that's simple. It ain't easy. Because, you know, uh, all this other stuff is pretty tempting, isn't it? You know, if I don't go get it, if I don't pull it in, it, it, you know, I'm going to miss out. But, uh, uh, and you got that war. See, here's the thing you got to understand is that you are in a war. You ain't on some vacation. You know, well, well I don't want to, you know, I'm just not all that serious about this God thing. That's just a private thing, me and, me and Jesus. You're lying to yourself. Let me tell you, you might not be all that serious, but let me tell you something about your enemy. He's pretty stinking serious. And he ain't, he ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. And you better get serious. And, and well, I haven't been that serious, and I don't see no attacks. because you're not at war. You're a POW. And what's crazy is that you're in prison, and you ain't even bright enough to figure it out. I've never really had all that much opposition, probably because you're not going the opposite direction. I want to get to the called part. We're just talking about the loving God part still. Look at your neighbor and say, pray for him. I want you to live called. I want you to understand that you're not called to do life alone. You're not a lone ranger. And, and, and you're not out there on your own, but you gotta, you, you got to just make a decision. God, you're going to be first. And I want the world to know it. I want everybody that knows me to know God's first in his life. Man, I, I want my kids to grow up looking at me without any question at all. God's number one. And I ain't talking about... In, in here, this is the locker room. I'm talking about out on the field. God's first. God's first. And, and, and I, I want to live that way because the, the, the more I love him, man, I'm telling you, the more I want to love him more. And it, and it, but it doesn't just stop there with loving God. Now you got to live like you're called. Amen? you got to live like you're called. Uh, I think... I think one, one way of putting this to, that might help us wrap our brain around it a little better is uh, drafted. You're drafted. You've been drafted into the army. <laughs> That's a great response. You're in a warfare. Okay? You, I said you're in a warfare. The, the church is a, is a battleship. It ain't a cruise liner. Right? He ain't sitting out on the sun deck. No, no he, we're going to war. Hello? And, and, and you, you got you to, you know, if you're going to live called, let me tell you something. You're going to have to get over being weak. Because weakness is like what we use to justify our, our, our lethargy. Well, you know, I'm just not strong in that area. Then get strong. I just, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, pray, I, don't, I don't pray a lot. I let my wife do that. Take the floaties off and head towards the deeper end of the pool. Come on now. When you get serious, when you get serious, it's going to take some strength. It's going to take a backbone. And, and, and I, know, I know if you want, you, could, you can find somebody who will tell you that, uh, that, you know what, if you just be nice to people and polite 
and uh, things will go better for you. People, people will really love you, especially if you never tell them the truth. People will really, really love you. And, and, but let's just, not con- let's just not confront things. That Let's just let somebody else do that. Let's, let's just be kind and let's pat each other on the back and, and, and be, be you know, kind of encouraging and use, well, let's use half-truths. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. And we see that you're getting your hiney handed to you on a daily basis, but we're just going to keep telling you no weapon for, wait a minute, all the weapons being formed against me are prospering. What's going on there? Well, that's verse 18 of of a chapter that starts in verse 1. And because you haven't done 1 through 17, the 18 ain't really working all that well for you. You you know, let's get real for a minute. Ephesians 6, 10, finally, brethren, Finally, he means he's saying after everything I've taught you, after everything you've learned, here's the bottom line. Finally, be strong. Look at your neighbor and say, "Be strong." Now, now I, I, I got I got to tell you this, and because uh, a lot of us, you know, because of the grace of God, and grace is real, but grace is not a blanket that you hide under. Grace is an empowering agent that empowers you to do what you could have never done without that grace. You know, it's just, it's an amazing thing, the grace of God, but it doesn't just justify, you know, this, you don't just join the church of no questions asked, and we're just going to live however we want to, because there's all this grace. You know, in the commandments, that's Old Testament. There's 1,050 commandments in the New Testament. 1,050. And this is one of them. If you, if you read it, be strong. That ain't no suggestion. Be strong. If strength is a commandment, weakness is a sin. It's it's not a justifiable excuse. You can't afford to be weak. You have to be strong. But I'm not strong. It's in the power of his might. You need to to understand this, that to be in Christ, you're going to be strong. Daniel 11.32, the people who know their God shall be. Be strong and, and do exploits. The word exploits is in italics in your King James Version, which means that word was added. So in the original text, it's actually the people who know their God shall be strong and do. And the word do means to bring to completion, to fulfill, to, to achieve, to accomplish. Man, the people who know God, they are accomplishing things. They are reaching the end that he declared at the beginning. The people who know God, they ain't backing down. They ain't giving up. They're not caving in. Why? Because the people who know God are strong. Man, if you're weak, it's like, it's like telling the world, I don't know God. If, if, if you're weak, you're apt to take up anything instead of the right thing. That's the problem with a lot of us believers is that we take up all kinds of stuff. It's just most of it ain't right. We take up offenses. Let me tell you, the easiest people on the planet to offend, church people. I wish you could see your faces right now. We're not talking about you. This Saturday night crowd. You know, it's just so easy to offend church people because we're under the impression, we, we, somewhere we bought into this mindset that, well, you know, we, we're coming. It's like the dude that came to Jesus and said, Lord, I know that you're, that you're able to heal my son if you want. Will, will you have pity on me? We go, we go to God looking for pity when we ought to be coming looking for power. 
You know, we, we have a picture of, of, of compassion as, as, uh, as, you know, it's just, man, our, our heads are wrong, okay? Our heads are wrong. Be strong in the Lord. Don't make a mistake. Don't take up, uh, you know, uh, uh, an offense when forgiveness is sitting right there. Take that up. Get that in your hand. Well, car- carry armloads of forgiveness. Um, I know I have to hurry, but, uh, but forgiveness, see, it ain't about, re- really, forgiveness, it ain't about the past. Forgive. For, in advance, give a gift, something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. Nobody has to ask you for it. They don't have to earn it. It wouldn't be a gift anymore. So you're going to give it in advance. And, and it's not about the past. You can't alter the past. You can only take your past to the altar. So forgiveness ain't going to change the past. Well, then what's it going to do? It's going to open the door to the future. And, well, what if I don't want them in my future? It ain't about them. It's about you. You, you need to take that up. Why? Well, because Psalms 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And, you know, when you take up an offense, when you are off-ended, you're taking off the end that he declared at the beginning. That's, you're being disappointed again. You're going to be outside of your power. You're not going to know God life. You're going to, you're going to be inhaling and exhaling, praying that Jesus comes quickly. And the deal is, is that every time you get out of bed, man, you ought to be, it ought to just humiliate hell every day when you get up. Why? Because you've been empowered by God to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. But you're going to have to be strong in the power of his might. In the power of his might. Look, look at the next verse. Put on the whole armor. Put on the whole, everybody say the whole armor. Well, say it with some strength. The whole armor. You, you, quit being a spiritual streaker. You running around in the spirit with a helmet on. I'm saved. And most of you got that on sideways. Come on. You need a little bit more than a helmet. Right? Get the whole armor, whole armor that you might be able to withstand, right? That you might be able to stand against, to withstand the wiles of the devil. It's not just stand. It, 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 it's not lethargy. It, it, is, it is to go against, to oppose, to, to fight against the wiles of the enemy. Man, you need this. You, 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 you need to equip yourself and, go, and get ready to go to war. Man, you, you, you're in a warfare. And he said, you know, you're, gonna, you, you're not going to wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Well, that's so spiritual. Duh. And it ain't got nothing to do with the dude that you're all upset with. It, you, you're doing, you're, there's a spiritual battle. Man, there's a spiritual battle. And, and the enemy, man, he, he's, he's, he's wreaking havoc in homes that he shouldn't even have access to. How do you get access? We got weak. Uh, let's go to the next one. <laughs> uh, you got to withstand in the evil day. Look at verse 14. Have your waist girded with truth. Well, what does the truth help us against? Lies. Lies. Man, without the truth, you end up living a lie. You, you just live, you, you know what? And, and the lies we believe, 
it's, it's amazing. God doesn't really love me. Lie. I've, 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 I've sinned way too much. Lie. Well, if we've been conforming to his image, why are we so screwed up? Lie. You know what you need to do in, in your notebook? You know, get a clean page and just draw a line right down the middle of, the, of a page. And on one side of it, and if you, if you don't have that, just kind of look up in the sky and see it. You know, just write that. You paint, paint it. And on one side, write lies from the pit of hell. On the other side, truth from the word of God. God doesn't love me. Hmm, what side does that go on? Life in the pit of hell. I'll never change. Life in the pit of hell. Nobody likes me. Life in the pit of hell. All my needs are met. Truth from the Word of God. And then, then you have to make a decision. Which side's going to govern my life? Am I going to live governed by the lies from the pit of hell, or am I going to live governed by the truth from the Word of God? Because, you know, you can't have it both ways. You see, the enemy, the enemy's coming at you. A lot of times, a lot of times what you call negative self-talk, that's the devil talking to you. You're never going to make it. This family is over. You can't afford it. Don't take that chance. Don't, don't take any risks at all because, you know, you, you're going to fail and you're going to go under. Those are lies. They're just lies. I'm never going to get to use my gift. That's a lie. Man, you you got to start believing the truth. See, the power of a lie is, is in the fact that it doesn't need to be true. It just needs to be believed. See, and, and you believe a lot of stuff that ain't true. And you you got you got to get in that word, and you got to say, you know what, man? I, uh, without the truth, you know, without girding my waist with the truth, I'm gonna lose my pants. Huh? Look at somebody say, "Buckle up, Beatrice." You, you you need you need the truth in your life. Come on, somebody. We got we got to get the truth from the Word of God, and and, and we got to make sure that we making a decision. To live by the truth. See, the word decision comes from the same root word as incision. It means to cut away. When you make a decision, you, you're not, it's not selected. It's like when you, when you walk into uh, Taco Bell and they got, you know, 72 menu items, which, by the way, is crazy because uh, they only have five ingredients. Well, you know, think about it. What's a taco? Well, that's a tortilla with ground beef, lettuce, and cheese. What's a burrito? That's a tortilla with ground beef and cheese. What are nachos? Cut up tortillas with beans and cheese. And gagamole. It's all the same thing. Matter of fact, next time you go to Taco Bell and they say, what would you like? Say, who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, but when you, when you select an item, when you make a decision, it's not just picking one. It's cutting away everything else. See, it's cutting away everything else. And, and, and this is what we're talking about. You know, hey, we're loving God and living called. And if you're going to live called, you're going to cut away some other things. Why? Because I love God. And I'm going to tell you something, that when you love God, there's other things in your life that are going to get cut away. You, you know, there are things, when, 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 when I fell in love with Shelby, and, and, we, and you know, we had the love, you know, collision. All of a sudden, there were things in my life that were immediately, 
immediately cut away. Yeah, I mean, it would just be kind of awkward, wouldn't it, if I showed up to pick her up and my ex-girlfriend's in the back seat? <laughs> Who's that? It's the ex. Don't worry about it. I take her with me everywhere. Uh, there's going to be moments you're going to feel a little awkward because I'm going to offer to get you a hot dog. She's getting T-bone steak because she likes T-bone steak. You like hot dogs though, right? Would that not be weird? Here's a bicycle. All I get is a bike? Yeah, I bought her the car. Would that be weird? Well, why do you do it to God? Well, I just feel like meddling today. Just, just want to meddle. How, how, how come, how come God's got a back seat? Let me tell you why. Because you haven't loved him enough yet. See, because, because it didn't bother me at all to say goodbye to all those other chicks. It didn't bother me at all. It, you know, I, I, I like to tease her, but I don't, it doesn't bother me at all to get in the car and go to the barn and shovel horse poop. It doesn't bother me at all. Why? Because I love her. But I promise you this, if she weren't in my life, horse poop wouldn't be either. <laughs> but I made a decision. Cut away some stuff. You, you need to make a decision. I'm living by the truth of God's word. I'm going to live by the truth. I, 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 re, I, I refuse to, to, to live a lie, which leads to the next piece. He said, and the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Man, what is that? That means that you are holy, righteous, and blameless in the eyes of God. Man, and righteousness helps you war against guilt and shame. you got to believe the truth. You are no longer guilty. Yeah, but I did it. No, that's the old you. If any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things, that's gone. You know, when you start believing you're righteous, you'll quit living like you're guilty. See, a lot of people act guilty. They do the actions that guilty people do. Why? Because they think they're guilty. But when you believe the truth, hey, I, sin has no power on me. I have the ability to choose. I choose not to sin. Because the Bible says that even as he is, so are we in this world. So I have the same power that he had. God loves me. Do you understand that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? Well, no. No, I, I don't want to be compared with Jesus. You believe in a lie. I, I got to work hard to add up to that. No, he foreknew you. He loved you before. And he predestined you. He, he, he knew the destination he was taking you to. And he has made you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you need, you need to wear that righteousness. You need to get up and when the, when the, when the, enemy, when, when the enemy tempts you, and we're all going to be tempted, but a lot of us think that temptation is, is equal to guilty. Well, I shouldn't even be thinking those thoughts. Well, dude, you're not going to turn them off because the devil's giving them to you. You know, you're, you're going to have to confuse the enemy. I said you're going to have to confuse the enemy because right now he thinks that when you see that picture, you perform that action. So change the actions that are connected to that picture. So when you see that, instead of doing that, just pray in the Spirit. 
And pretty soon the enemy's going, shoot, we're going to have to change, you know, tactics here. You got to get that. You got to get that righteousness on. What, what's next? What, what did he say? Having your, your your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hey, let's put it this way: these are your boots. You're in the army. You're a soldier. Keep your boots on. Quit quit taking your boots off. Well, I'm resting. There isn't any. If you no see, if you're resting, you're living like you're saved. Boots on. Now you're living like you're called. See, when, when the devil shows up, you don't ask him to go to the, you know, the thing, pull a number, I'll get to you in a minute. No, no. when warfare shows up, it's usually unexpected. You know, and, and he comes, and he comes at, at all hours of the day and night. And he throws all kinds of stuff that, that you don't, that, well, wow, where did that come from? You want to stay prepared? Keep your boots on. You don't take them boots off. Man, a good soldier, good soldier, he's got his boots on. He's ready to go into battle at any given moment. You know, last week, uh, we went over to Seattle to listen to a, a couple of great teachers and just spend a day being taught. And, and, and you know, we took off Wednesday afternoon, and, and uh, some of the guys took off really late uh, Wednesday night, and we got over there on Thursday morning walking, in, walking into the building to be taught. Dude, all of a sudden, man, there's something, just something, it was like attacking my mind. And everybody I looked at, I didn't like them. Those were the people I was with. <laughs> you know, and, and then I saw new people I didn't know, and I didn't want to like them. It's like, leave me alone. Go sit down. You know, and it was just on me. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I know that you think I'm supposed to just walk around, oh, hi, I'm so glad to see you. I want to kill them. I just want to take everybody out. Everybody, everybody, everything irritating me. Where'd it come from? Hell. So I'm in a, I'm in a spiritual warfare. Boom. Dude, you better have your boots on or else you won't be prepared. Man, and, and, and you, you know, it, it, it's, it's the flip-flop brigade is a bunch of sissies. Okay? Well, you know, we're just trying to fit into society, and I, I like flip-flops. I'm happy for you, but in the spirit, get your stinking boots on. Okay? Be ready, be ready for warfare. Amen? What's this next piece? He said, you know, take the shield of faith. So that you can quench all, all the fiery darts. All of them. And the shield of faith. The shield of faith. You know, he's referring to an actual shield that they had that was covered with, 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 with these bamboo reeds. And they had been soaked so that when the... Because, you know, you've seen the movies where they shoot hundreds of fiery arrows. And they're all flying through the air and they're coming in. And, and that shield, when, when, it would, when the arrows would get stuck in the shield, it would put the fire out. And those, those arrows weren't meant to kill you. They were just meant to get you to drop everything and, and, and to lose focus, to, to become distracted. And a lot of times, that's all they... You know, ever been shot at? You know, ever taken one, you know, and, and, and dude, where'd that come from? And, and, and all of a sudden, man, you, you, you're flinging down, you're running, you do it, you know, changing direction. Why? Because, man, you need your shield of faith on. You need, to, you need to carry that shield of faith. So that, you know, and faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to have the word of God. Man, here, here it comes. And you need to be able to know that, no, all, you know, all my children will be taught of the Lord. Greater are going to be the peace of my children. You got to have that shield of faith. You got to know that, hey, God's people are going to dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling place. You got to know that God has hidden riches in the secret places and He's going to uncover those things for me and He's leading me into victory and He's not going to leave me nor forsake me. And you got to know that He's on my side and He's not going to. No, you got to have that shield of faith. 
You gotta be willing to say, man, I know what I believe. You got the shield of faith and the, you know, the, the helmet. It's protecting your thinking, your decision making. Keep, keep your head on straight. And you gotta keep your head on straight. You, 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 can't, you can't be, you know, you can't be easily uh, messed up in your head. Heard a story of a guy that was, he was a football quarterback in high school. And uh, he had taken a pretty big hit. <laughs> but he, he jumped up and, you know, he's, he, he really wanted, he just wanted to prove to the team that everything's cool. So he jumps up and goes and sits on the bench. Pretty soon the coach comes up and goes, dude, are you sure you're okay? He goes, oh, I'm fine. That was, a, that was a pretty big hit. I don't know if you're really doing that good. He goes, I'm fine. You want some water or something? I'm fine. You're positive that you're okay. I'm fine. Well, then why are you on the other team's bench? <laughs> See, some of you took a hit. You don't realize it, but you're on the enemy's bench. How'd that happen? That helmet thing, man. You got to keep your head on straight. So you got to keep your head on straight. Some of you guys, you know, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes all you do is, you know, you're on your way to get an ice cream cone after service, and somebody says the wrong thing, or they don't say the right thing. How, why does that bother me? Oh, my helmet's not on right. Man, I got to protect my thinking. As a believer, you do not have the right to think anything you want. He tells us in one part of the book, take these thoughts captive. And in another part of the book, he says, here's what I want you to think on. Whatever is just, whatever is true, what is pure, whatever is lovely, if it's a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any prayer. He tells you how to think. Why? Because on your, on your own, you're going to think wrong. You've got to keep that helmet on. Protect your thinking. And, and, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You, you know, the very first warfare in, in history was in the garden, and it was over the Word. And the enemy came to, came, came to Eve and said, are you sure God really said? Is this really what God said? And, and you know what the enemy did? Is he convinced him to, to, to set the sword down. You know what that is? It's an act of surrender. Well, did God really say he'd heal everybody? Don't you set that sword down. Well, are, are, are you sure that this is going to prosper? Well, it's funny because the Bible says that everything I set my hand to will prosper. Are you sure that this is where God wants you? God said, every place the sole of my foot shall tread. Now, I'll mess up your theology up just a little bit here for a minute. But if you're the right guy with the right heart, you can do the wrong thing and still win. If you're the wrong guy... With the wrong heart, you can do all the right stuff, still lose. You know what you need? You, you, need, you, you need to hold on to that sword. You know, let me tell you, Christian, stop reading your Bible, surrender. Stop memorizing the word, surrender. Stop going to be taught the word of God, surrender. 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 Then it ain't long till you're being taken out. And, 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 you know, a lot of times you set it down, and it's like life gets easier. Well, again, you've disengaged from warfare. You, you've moved into a POW camp. 
You're in a battle. You're in a, you're in a battle. Don't lay your sword down. The guys, you know, the, the, the mighty men that David had, you know, several stories talks about how their, their hand clave into the sword. What does that mean? It means there were moments they wanted to lay it down, but they wouldn't. There were moments they wanted to stop and cave in, but they didn't. And you know what was awesome about them? They were amazing, victorious warriors. Don't lay down your sword. Look at, look at the next one. And praying, with all prayer and supplication, in the Spirit. Uh-oh. Or is this one of them tongue-talking churches? Yes. Well, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm comfortable with that. We're not doing it for your comfort. Man, it's not a merit badge. It's a gift. And, and, and the thing is, is that, uh, uh, you know, I know the people that, you know, it's kind of like preaching to the choir because the people who are against it, they're just against it. And the people who are for it, you can't stop them. But, uh, uh, the deal is, though, is that you wouldn't be sitting in this building, in these chairs, if we hadn't been praying in the Spirit. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Hello. It, this is one... This is, this is one of the huge differences in, in religions in, in the world today is we're the only people who pray in the Spirit. See, because the Holy Spirit only indwells children of God. And the children of God pray in, in, a, in a language that nobody else has. And what is it? Well, it's communications. It would be really, 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 really weird for an army to go into warfare without communication. Unless, of course, you didn't want to hear from the commander. Romans says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, those are the sons of God. There's two words in the, in the New Testament for sons, technon and weos. Technon simply means that he's a child by mere fact of childbirth. Weos is a child who displays the characteristics of his father. Uh, it's, you could say immature and mature. So I think to be led by the Spirit, you're going to have to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Just saying. And, and, and I think the only reason you wouldn't want to pray in the Spirit is because you don't feel you want communication. Well, I, well, I had the word. You know, there have been moments where in the Spirit I knew something that uh, I wouldn't have known had I not been praying there. Well, yeah, but Isaiah said you'll hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it when you turn to the left or the right. So the word's going to come up from your past in your present to unlock the door to your future. So it's the word. Right. What do you think the Spirit's going to use? Who's going to bring that word up in your, in your spirit? It would be the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't think he actually meant praying in the spirit. Can we just agree to disagree? No. Not with the word. Yeah, I, I can't afford to disagree with the word. Let me, let me give you one more thing because I'm way over time. Four times in this chunk of the book, he uses the phrase stand. Stand, 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 stand. You know what you got to do? Persevere. You got to stand. See, see, weak people cave in. Weakness tucks its tail and runs. Weakness goes somewhere and hides. Weakness doesn't engage. 
this standing, this, 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 this is, again, it's not lethargic. It's not like just stand in the corner. It, no, it is, it, 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 is, it is to go against the enemy. See, our enemy is taking ground in our community, and we should care. You know, there's, uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on in our community that we, we need to withstand. And we need to rise up as an army. Let, let me tell you something about wars. Wars are not won by soldiers. They're won by armies. See, a solitary soldier, he ain't going to win it. And, and so again, we're back to this is what we know. This is what we know. That when we love God and when we live called, all things end up working together for our good. When we love God and when we live called, we need to make a decision today. This, this is what I'm going to stand on. This is, what, this is where I'm taking my stand, is that I'm going to love God more than I've ever loved Him, and I'm going to live called. I'm not going to live like I'm saved. I'm not going to try to prove to the world I'm saved. I ain't got to worry about that. When you live called, you ain't got to prove you're saved. Man, I, I, I'm going to love God, and I'm going to live called. There's something on me, something in me. There's something that God put in me when he he designed me, and there's a reason that he brought me to the planet, and I'm going to fulfill that in my life for the kingdom of God, and I'm going to make sure that hell knows I've been here. I'm not, I'm not going to just sneak around town and try to, try to, try to be quiet. Nope. I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to make a little noise and draw on the favor of God. And I'm going to live a life that demonstrates Satan's defeat. And I'm going to bring peace to my house, hope to my city, healing to the hurting. Uh, we're going to feed the hungry. We're going to re- minister to the poor. Come on, somebody. We're going to love God. We're going to live called. Amen. I want you to close your book, bow your head for just a minute. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And you, you might be here today, and maybe, maybe today it's time for you. Say, you know what? It's time for me to answer that call. Time, time for me to rise up and, and uh, uh, you know, get this gear on. And, and, and I, I, I'm going I'm to run to God instead of from him. I'm, I'm going to start loving God by making him king. I'm making him Lord. That's you today. I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer that we're all going to pray together. I'm going to invite you to pray it and make it yours. I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't have you stand or call you out. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? This is my day. This is going to be my prayer. Change starts now. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else, just just say, yep, today's my day. I'm going to live called. I'm going to love God. I'm going all in. I'm in the army. And I'm booting up right now. Make this your prayer. I want everybody in here to pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God a big, big praise.